0: You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Hope that you are doing well. I am really excited about this week's podcast. I sat down with a good friend of mine, Jordan Steingraber, who is our Digital Discipleship Pastor here at Faith Chapel. And he is uh, just a great dude, but he's also really, really smart. And I love having conversations uh, about ministry in general. But I thought it would be really interesting to have a conversation um, that is largely about discipleship, but also the unique um, intricacies and uh, just the different challenges that digital discipleship Poses. Uh, for some of you, you listen to the podcast by choice, and you are in Billings. And some of you are not in Billings, and you want to engage with the community. And we just had a really great conversation about what it means to to follow Jesus, um, what it means to be discipled, and the unique uh, complexities of what it means to engage with discipleship and formation when it comes to doing it. Uh, online. So, uh, I hope you really enjoy this conversation. Uh, I know that I did. So here is my good friend, Jordan Steingraber.
1: Yeah. So, um, my name is Jordan. He probably said that already, uh, in the intro. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm the online pastor, is what some people call it. But I retitled myself. Um, I chose it, so it kind That's of feels to yeah, It's, it's <laughs> pretty bad. Um uh it, which is just the weirdest and silliest thing on some level. But um I, I got to do this really uh interesting trip last a year ago, um, where uh we went on this um partnership kind of scouting trip to Colombia. And so we're in we're in Medellin. And we got to meet with a bunch of different pastors, both urban and rural. And the whole purpose of it was during COVID, these these pastors experienced, you know, a lot of what we did, but but it was even more um, isolated, and, and their internet infrastructure was uh, a lot less developed than mm-hmm. than ours was. And so while we're down there, it was just really fascinating. Um, and this it kind of applies in our instance too, uh, up here in the states, but. Uh, they said, they kept introducing me as the pastor of the internet. <laughs> that's like, you renamed yourself, right? Y- yeah. The pastor of the internet. The pastor of the internet. <laughs> and it was just hilarious to me because I was just like, no, that's not... Of all the internet. I'm, you are the pastor <laughs> of the entire internet. And there was a tour guide that was like, oh, you're like Instagram pastor. I was like... No, but okay, <laughs> dude. If that's what you need to, um, you know, in their broken English. But anyways, so the reason I I, I, I retitled myself the digital discipleship pastor because um, when you when you say the phrase like online pastor, like that's just so vast, and mm-hmm. so you know, referencing that is kind of like shows you know how how far you can go, and so really the heartbeat behind it is digital discipleship, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a communications and still am, but I stepped into the communications director role several years ago here at Faith Chapel. And the irony was, is right before COVID happened, I was working on a proposal to shut down our live stream. I wanted it to go away because, uh, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll unpack. <laughs> <laughs> it's, isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, not many do. Um, <laughs> but, but because, um, you know, th- our values of discipleship are are so strong in, in that you know Faith Chapel exists, and what we do you know um, is is trying to help people be be disciples. Yeah. We're not in this to just create um, people who only believe something or or have this affinity towards you know the feel good christianity but we want people to to follow jesus to yeah. take up their cross and go yeah i'm in this i'm stepping into an invitation so anyways it's, sometimes with live stream and with all that type of stuff it can turn into just only consumerism yeah. only consuming church and so anyways i was working on this proposal but um so communications director and we, we were just figuring out how do we help people be disciples? How do we communicate well? How do we create environments where people can step into discipleship? And then, uh, you know, everything happened with COVID, and 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 we had to. The the word of the the year was pivot. I'm sure everybody's heard that phrase. We're going to pivot, yeah. um, which you know just reminds me of friends, but <laughs> not pivot. But we we tried to figure out this uh, this concept, which is how do we help people follow Jesus when we can't be together, when mm-hmm. we can't be in the same room? And what it exposed in the life of any church is what is discipleship? Mm-hmm. What is formation? What does it look like to become more and more like Jesus? And a lot of um, our structure in... American or Western church has been hinged upon a service. It's been hinged upon, right. and, and it's not, those are good things. Like, I yeah. think there's some beauty to regularly stepping into a room um, with other People and and choosing to be in the same space to sing the same songs, like there's so much that happens in those moments that that's transcendent, that's beautiful, that's worshipful, that's submitting to something else mm-hmm. that, that I just love. However, it's it's one piece of the pie compared to the whole thing. So, anyways, COVID happened and we we found ourselves just like every other organization in the in the country and in the world going, now what? What do we right. do? And so in in the world that we live in, we we. Restructured and we created this this team. We call it the online team. Where there's there's people from different departments um, and different ministries that sit in a, a room once a week and we go, how do we help people follow Jesus no matter where they live, right. um, and how do we make disciples? And um, that all anchors for me from this. You know, even when we say the word disciple, I I want to make sure that people understand that from my perspective, I define that as someone who is formed to look like Jesus. Yeah. You know, like th- that was the whole um, rabbinical way of, of teaching people is, is, you know, a rabbi would call somebody and say, come be my disciple, which essentially was, come do what I do, talk mm-hmm. like I do, be like I am, look l- just exactly like me. You're gonna be this, you know, this mimicry of me until you can go do likewise. And people would know, oh, you must be rabbi so-and-so's disciple because yeah. you're just like him. Yeah. And so this idea of formation is so much more, or this idea of discipleship is centered on this idea. For me, I love the word formation because, um, and especially when it comes into digital, we can go wherever you want from here, but um, we in our culture, we're constantly being either formed or deformed to Mm -hmm. look like something. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about discipleship, if you've grown up in the church, or if you haven't, you're going to have... Words, images, ideas come to mind, and and formation seems to be less of a weighted word. Yeah, but I think we know what that means. So, yeah. anyways, and so a couple of years ago, Nate asked me, "Hey, will you will you help our church navigate? What does it look like to help create disciples in a digital space?" And I said, "Yeah, let's figure it out." And so for yeah. the last couple of years, I've been trying to figure out how do we how do we do that, no matter where people live. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, Jordan
0: has it all figured out. He's the Uh, (laughs) foremost expert in digital discipleship in the world, on all the internets.
1: The the title is pastor of the internet, (laughs) you know, so that's not even one webpage, man. (laughs) That's just the, the. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I mean, joking aside, I don't have it figured out. Like I, I weekly question everything. Right. What if we do it here? But, um, that's a good place to be. It keeps me me humble. For (laughs) sure. For sure.
0: For sure. And I think what I love is that like we we have reached way beyond just Billings now, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. And a lot of people get to decide to tune into what we're doing as part of our church family. Right. But there's some people who were a part of our church and mm-hmm. who didn't necessarily – I mean, they decided to go – so for young adults specifically, they got a job somewhere else. They right. went to school somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But this is still home. Right. And so sometimes you choose digital discipleship because yep. that's just the season of life you're in, yep. and sometimes it's kind of chosen for, for you, you because yep. you're taken away from where you're at. And like I think that we would both agree, what we want the most is for people to find an actual church body to to plug into to to be a part of and like have those face to face interactions. But we also desire to still be a part of their formation. Yep. And I love what you're doing, and I love that this church is putting so much emphasis on. Hey, how do we help people look and follow, look yeah. like and follow Jesus? Yeah. So you said so we're always being formed and deformed yeah. towards something. I want to unpack that a little bit. I mean, you you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what, what from your perspective, like where does a young adult start in this day and age to try to like seek resources or seek yeah. something yeah. that would form them towards... Healthy discipleship in Jesus. Yeah, uh, just a loaded, just question. a
1: small, really simple question. Uh, it it'll actually probably just be one sentence answer. <laughs> no, that's that's a uh, a huge question. I I think for for young adults, you know, I I think it's been said of this generation that that people would be you know digital native, like mm-hmm. like my generation. I'm a millennial, um, and so. I grew up when so much of what we would consider normal experience right now was being invented and created Mm -hmm. and and polished and like, hey, guess what? Like, there's an iPhone. I'm like, who would ever want a smartphone? That's the dumbest, you know, thing yeah. ever. Like I don't need, I remember when they came out with a phone that was, uh, that took pictures and I was like, oh, that yeah. is stupid. No, and why then, why like, would you need that? Yeah. Why would you need that? Or Verizon was like, Hey, you can subscribe to a T watch TV on your phone. I'm like that little stupid screen. Like <laughs> what in the <laughs> world? Yeah. You know, and here we are. And, oh. and, and, and so you know it's just it's just funny so anyways i got to see that un, unravel and so young adults now even though they're not that much younger than me i, I like to believe i tell <laughs> myself yeah me too dude <laughs> but every year it gets a little bit bigger oh, yeah, the gap gets bigger but 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 a lot of a lot of people who would be listening to this would be digital native and so mm-hmm. i think one of the things to look at when you um when you're looking at okay how do i how do i form myself to 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 look more like Jesus if that's something you're choosing to do is to look at you already have rhythms of life. Mm-hmm. And so what are the rhythms of life pointing you toward? Like like what right. do you do how do you start your day? How mm-hmm. do you what do you do throughout the day? What what drives your thoughts? What drives your actions? What mm-hmm. motivates you? And all of those things are going to point towards something. There's mm-hmm. going to be there's going to be it used to be said, hey, if you want to know what you worship, follow your checkbook. And for those of you who are listening, that don't know what checkbook <laughs> is, <laughs> right? Yeah. But follow your credit card statement, follow your yeah. debit card, whatever it is. And you'd see what you worship. And there's still some truth to oh, that. Absolutely, what, yeah. what you spend your money on, like, and, and, and in today's culture, so much of what we spend our money on is, is how it makes us feel. And so mm. our emotions thrive so much of our activity and culture. And so there's this beautiful formula and it's legitimately a formula, um, that Dallas Willard presents in his book called The Renovation of the Heart. Mm -hmm. And it's just, to me, it just unlocked so much for me. And and so he says that um, our thoughts form our feelings, our feelings form our will, and our will forms our character, and then our character sets our trajectory. Mm. And So good. And it's just this it's It's really true and, and some of that is a little bit symbiotic in the sense that our our feelings and our emotions and our thoughts can sometimes you know create a cycle mm. but but ultimately, if I see something, I think it, and that thinking is going to stir an emotion and that you know it, it the pattern the form it really is true, and so at the end of the day, I guess if you want to follow Jesus looking for resources, going, what are you putting into your mind Mm -hmm. that stirs your thoughts? Right. And you're going to very quickly be able to say, is this forming me to look like my Mm -hmm. savior, the one I'm following, or is this forming me to look like everybody else, Mm -hmm. like the world? I love Romans 12. One and two, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So that first verse is just saying, hey, how you follow Jesus is this response of God. I'm yours. I'm surrendered in response Mm -hmm. to your mercy, your goodness, your grace. I'm living every part of my life for you. I am a living sacrifice. I am a living offering, a living, walking, worshiping person saying, it's for you, Jesus. I want to reflect you. And then verse two of chapter 12 of Romans says, um, so do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but mm-hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then mm-hmm. you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And and, and that idea of it begins in the mind. It's mm-hmm. what are you thinking about right. moment by moment? What's shaping you? Because, I, I mean, I, I know I've gone through seasons. I just went through one this summer and my mind was a wreck. Mm-hmm. I was all over the place. And I sat down with uh two two guys um within a week and I kind of shared them. And they both said, Well, what are you worshiping? What's your what are you what are you f- thinking about? What are you aiming towards? And I was like, Me. I'm yeah. worshiping me, <laughs> yeah. And and so, anyways, when it comes to resources, there's so much out mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, we've we've got some resources that Faith Chaplain, we're constantly trying to do better um at this. Um, but like, you know, there's podcasts for me. So this is what it looks like for me in the morning. I've got it. I've got a set of verses. There's probably 12 to 16 verses that I read every single morning. Mm. And I began doing this years ago and then I stopped. So every morning now I open up my phone and the first thing I want to do is go, okay, what scripture do I want to set my day? And it feels legalistic and archaic, but man, it helped because some of those scriptures point at places where I'm not submitted and point mm-hmm. at places of worship that I'm going, oh, I, I'm being selfish here, so I read those verses and they they kind of set the course. And then uh, every night before bed, I I read scripture and I journal about it. And mm-hmm. I just say, God, what would you be teaching? What would you be inviting me into? And, and I and I pray. And so those are really basic resources. And then there's things throughout that just kind of I, I try and challenge my thinking with with podcasts, with books, with um, songs, with elements that go, hey, does it, can this help me look more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. And cutting out the things that don't help me look like Jesus, right. which often is social media. Mm. It's the news, it's mm-hmm. email, it's... Most of it is probably anchored to my, <laughs> my phone, honestly, mm-hmm. just going, hey, how do I spend less time on that? How do yeah. I spend less time consuming? Uh, which is a whole nother conversation of consuming and engaging and um creating like there's this juxtaposition. So I don't know if that answers the question, but no, it's great. But it's uh what what's directing my thoughts and mm-hmm. my emotions and learning to take a step back and go, but how do I want to feel? Yeah. Can I I can choose this. John Acuff, just a final thought. This is a little bit of a digression, but John A. Cuff wrote a book called Soundtracks. And the whole concept is that we get in the patterns of thinking that we don't even notice. Mm-hmm. And um and then pretty soon we've gone on this whole rabbit trail. Like, have you ever found yourself arguing with somebody like this? You know, fake argument in your head. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, that's a soundtrack. Like, yeah. you, you get in this pattern. All of a sudden, you've had like a thirty-minute dialogue with somebody in your brain. And you're like, this hasn't even happened yet. Why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I won. Yeah. You know? And and so that book helped me take a step back and go, okay, what are some of the things that I just naturally get in this spiral mm-hmm. of thinking. And it doesn't look anything like Jesus. How can I begin to change that? Mm-hmm. So anyways. So good. I love it. I think what's really interesting is
0: like you you said the phrase when you were talking about like the verses that you read in the morning. It feels legalistic, it feels archaic. But what I'm what I'm discovering, even for young adults, like I mean, you guys are listening to a podcast right now. So right. like there's there's you're engaging with digital discipleship in some absolutely right now. Yep. But what I'm finding is the more new there is, what all of those things are kind of Uh, I I engage with those things to get back to the old. Absolutely. And that's that's something that I think that we need to understand is that as we develop podcasts, as we develop Instagram strategies and all of those different things, what we're really trying to do is get back Mm -hmm. to the basics. We're trying to get back to what Jesus presented to his people. And so, like... Oh, it's just, it's so frustrating because I think you and I both have similar minds and like we want to be productive and, and we're always looking for like the newest and best way to be productive yep. and all of those things. But at the end of the day, the simplest, the simplest answer is what can I do to engage with things that'll get me back to yeah, like peace yeah. and just peace personified as Jesus. Yep. And so, yeah, I think we just, that that's what's so interesting about all of the things that we're doing right now is we're trying to like remind humanity mm-hmm. of what humanity knew 2000 years ago. Yep. And so, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's just like, it's just yeah, yeah. a free flowing thought, but yep. like, like speak to that. Like what, what, as you are in your role, as you meet with the online team, you guys are answering the question, how do we let people who don't get to meet with people face to face, be form- formed and discipled by Jesus? Like, what are some tangible ways that, that you guys look at that and say, how do we get people back to yeah. that?
1: Yeah. So, so some of the tangibles would be, you know, it, getting a little bit practical in, in what we aim to do is looking at what, what can a digital platform do for you and what can, what can't it do? Mm-hmm. What, what are the limitations? Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the, one of the major limitations and you kind of po- poked at this, uh, a few minutes ago was, um, digital, um, connection is fractured. It, it's never complete. It's never full, um, it, it has limitations. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we've we've chosen is to to say we're not gonna try and create community online anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's so many nuances to why that is, but there are specific things that digital is really good at and, and creating deep relationships is not one of them. Um, it can be a supplement, it can fill a gap, but it's just not going to be it. It's why like dating apps, like I I love uh, hinge is like we the, the app that was created to be deleted. Like it's not supposed to be permanent, Mm -hmm. but they even know like these, these dating apps and platforms and websites, they know that real true connection is going to culminate in a face-to-face in-person relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, for for us, we're saying, okay, but what part can we play to help people in their journey? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some of the tangibles are, is we try and do like for small groups, for instance, is we do have a couple digital small groups that people could be a part of where, yeah, it might fill the gap right now. Um, and, you know, especially in Montana, there's rural communities where there may not be a healthy thriving church, or there may not be a place for people to experience some of these things, or, or maybe they're traveling and their schedule's goofy. And so it's like, yeah, we, we get, we get that and we want to, to help people in those situations. And so there are digital groups, but they're, they're designed to be a little bit supplemental or a little bit do it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and those have been varied success, varied levels of success. Um, but some of the things that our entire digital strategy is summed up in in three arms and and all of it is anchored to reflecting who Jesus is and the way he discipled people. And so the first one, uh, Part of our strategy is open the door. We we want to provide a space where people can explore what does it look like to follow Jesus. And so that, through our website, through what we call Church Together, which is our online platform to participate in church on a weekend, mm-hmm. um, where you can chat, chat with a pastor. There's hosts, which is, I mean, as a digression, there's I've had so many amazing conversations where I get to start a conversation. I typically don't finish it. Right. You know, sometimes it's like, yeah, you need counseling. I, yeah. I, and that's okay. Like, yeah. Go find a, a a counselor who can help you process this. Or I'm going through um, my husband's got cancer. Or like I mean the the depth of heartache that I've gotten to begin a conversation with and help someone start their journey on something is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love that the church gets to be a part of that process and pray with people and 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 direct them in in something. And so we intentionally call it. We're opening the door. Mm-hmm. We may not be where you end up, but we will open the door and say right. we'll be hospitable come be a part of it, we'll start the journey that's with you. So and then we'll typically hand off our second uh, arm of strategy. I We call it create and curate. And so that means we're going to create resources, create, um, you know, whether that's a blog, whether that's a podcast, whether that's... Um, we're starting some things that's still new, and so it's clunky and, and not quite there yet, but some things called FC workshops. One of them we did, Faith in Finances, where I met with an old friend. I mean, you know him, Ryan Gomendi, mm-hmm. who's just... A brilliant guy when it comes to how do we how do we handle our finances, you know, from from birth to the the grave. Like Mm -hmm. what do we do to honor God with our money? And I love his approach. So we did a series of conversations with him, trying to equip people to go, hey, this is a this is a tough topic. So Mm -hmm. here's a resource to help you follow Jesus with your money. And we have one in the works right now that's going to look at parenting because Mm -hmm. there's so many kids that are walking through anxiety and depression, and parents are going, Uh, how do I do this as a parent? And so we're going to create some resources to help parents. Um, And then curation. We haven't quite figured this out yet, but so much of what, like you said, I'm typically not saying anything new. I'm I'm regurgitating something I've read, something I've learned. And so how do I point people towards resources that already exist that are going to say it and encourage people better? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the final one would be... um, mold and model. And, and, and going back to this rabbinical way of Jesus is, can we create environments where we can coach people, where we can be kind of a spiritual outfitter to go, what do you specifically need? Mm-hmm. and And the picture I get is like, if you go to REI and you're a brand new climber, they're going to ask you, have you ever climbed before? No, I've never done it. Okay, here's the equipment you need to start mm-hmm. just to get to the mountain or the wall or whatever it is. And I'm not a climber obviously you've everybody be like yeah really <laughs> but they're going to create this list of resources and equipment for where you are right but if you walk into rei and you and you're like hey I need dot, 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 here's all the things I need they're like oh sounds like you experience yeah. oh yeah actually I was just on a climb this then then this thing happened they're like okay great well here's well, they're gonna point you and say it's over there yeah do you want help oh no I got it Right. <laughs> and they're going to meet the person based on where they are in their journey of climbing. Mm-hmm. We can do the same thing as a church to go, "Where are you and what yeah, do you so need?" Good. And so how can I how can I model how can I bring you in and mold and model through coaching through through these environments? And that's actually a place where digital crushes. Absolutely, yeah. Cuz if if there's somebody that's like, "Gosh, man, I don't know how to meet God in my devotions, or there's a spiritual practice I want to I want to take next steps on, whether that's fasting, whether that's hospitality, whether that's silence and solitude, whatever it might be, we as the body of Christ can go, yeah, right. I can help you for a few weeks and give you some tangible next steps based on where you are and what you're learning and looking to do. Or it might be, you know, more felt need like, hey, I'm walking through this relationship change or, uh, you know, dealing with like identity issues or like, hey, I'm struggling with my sexuality. There's very specific things that we can go, Yeah that can happen face-to-face. That yeah. can happen on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever platform. And we can tackle a specific topic, right. coach, mold, model. And and so we want to create opportunities and places where, where digitally we can go, yeah, we can fill that. We can help you take next steps toward mm-hmm. Jesus. And it actually is funny because um, with COVID, everybody's like, we can reach the millions with online church. I'm like... I love that idea. But what I've found over the last two years of being in this role is it's actually one person at a time, yeah. like mo- almost more so than anything I experienced in ministry in person is it's one name. Like I have names of people that mm-hmm. like are like, yeah, that's the person I got to partner with today, which is, it's just fascinating that to, to, to help people in a digital space, it's actually getting smaller yeah. and more specific and more direct, which I love because... Yeah. It's person. It's uh, persons. It's people. It's individuals, not just like IP address ten seven right fourteen you know one ninety three. Exactly. So
0: yeah, dude, so good. I love it. I love it. Um, I love the posture that you have of of like the supplemental, and I think that we both and in, in our church and and I mean followers of Jesus probably agree that like it can only take you so, like consuming something can only yeah. take you so far. And you and I both are avid podcast listeners listeners and. I know, like, I listen to a podcast, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But where it gets better is when I get to talk to someone yep. about it. Yep. And, like, so, like, you're somebody that I talk to po- about podcasts all the time, and I have other people in my life. And I'm like, man, that is, like, the idea of it being supplemental, it's not meant to be the end game. Right. It's not, like, nothing in digital discipleship is like, hey, well, this will fix you. Like right. it's, just, it's just not. And it would be the same as if someone was to engage with even an in-person six-week class on something. You don't just get to the end of the six right. weeks and go, all right, <laughs> like I think I'm really good in this area now and I'm right. never going to have to think about right. it again. Right. And I, I love – I think that the opportunities digitally are massive because, I mean, it's just – it's kind of like endless opportunities right. and people get to choose what they engage with and you just get to continue to create but then pushing people towards community and saying, hey, this isn't meant to be the answer. Right. It's, I mean, we've been running the, the even the Young Adult podcast. Like This is going to be like the 178th episode or something right. like that. And 95% of them are just our, our weekly sermons. It's just yeah. me in a more conversational tone talking about what we talk about on Tuesday nights. Well, if someone engages with the with the podcast, I'm so pumped about that. Right. I'm so glad. Absolutely. But I want them to not just do that, right. but to get plugged into small groups, to get plugged yep. in on a Tuesday if they're in Billings. If they're not in Billings, it's like, great, right. let this be a resource to you, yep. but don't let this be what forms you. Right. Because I'm, you said this, you were just regurgitating things. Even preaching. Right. We're just regurgitating Jesus. Right. Like at the end of the day, every sermon comes down to... Jesus is who he said he was. And we believe that with everything in us. And we're going to look at it a million different ways on how we start to be formed towards him. But I'm not like creating something. If I am creating something new, it's heresy. Like I'm just trying to point people towards Jesus. And so, but what we get to do is people get to engage with it wherever they're at. Correct. And then we get to move from there. So I I love the the posture
1: that you have there. Yeah. Well, and and in that there's, there's, it's not a new problem. So it's like, and, and, and so for those of you who are familiar with faith chapel it's a big church we're a really big church in billings montana and it's weird like like to have a church of of this uh size in you know this kind of cowboy country like it's just a little bit bizarre but the 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 problem this idea we'll call it a problem of how do you look more like jesus and how to how do we do that together is not new and so no matter what decade, no matter what century you look at, there is a temptation to just Come and consume. Mm -hmm. And it's even more prevalent in Western, you know, especially in a large church model, it can be very easy to come. You sit down, you hear your message, you go, Man, that was super convicting. Walk outside and do nothing about it. Yeah. Not be known, not be in a small group. And so whether you're in person or digital, it doesn't matter. It's all the same issue of will you hear and will you respond? Are you going to just consume or will you engage? Mm -hmm. And and so the what's I don't want to call it. I don't even know the phrase, but like what's sometimes difficult in, in this new era we find ourselves in post COVID is, you know, a lot of people think about online church in the sense of like live streaming and like, oh, we don't want to create consumers. And and I agree, we don't, but that problem has existed since before the internet age, you know, like yeah. people can just come consume church and check the box. And, and so it then comes into, are you going to take what you've heard, what you've processed. And are you going to live that out? Are you going to practice what you believe? Mm -hmm. And that's putting your faith in action. Right. And that doesn't matter. Like you can take a podcast like this and you might have things that, that nudge your spirit Mm -hmm. and you go, man, I need to do something about that. Are you going to Yeah. like that? that, That's, that's the end of the day. Are you actually going to do something about it? Like, you know, I I often relate it back to like sports or musical instruments because it's like, if I say, man, I want to be a guitar player. And I could watch every single YouTube tutorial. I could listen. I mean, there are are millions of songs I can listen to go, oh, I like that sound. Mm -hmm. If I never pick up the guitar, I am not a guitar player. Right. Right? I actually have to sit down and practice it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with following Jesus is I can listen, I can consume, I can go to church, I can check all the boxes. But if I never practice being a Christian, loving others, sacrificing, surrendering my desires to the king of the universe... I'm just like the guy Mm. who's sitting down and going, ah, wish I was a guitar player. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'll watch another YouTube video about it. Mm. Or pick up your guitar and learn a scale. Right. Or, you know, go outside and talk to someone or call your friend that you know is struggling and encourage them or the list goes on and on and on. But the problem is not new when it comes to whether it's digital or in person, we can have a posture of consumption. Right. And so it's our choice. It's 100% up to you, up to me, up to the person listening to go, is this something I'm just going to like go me? Neat checkbox. Yeah. Or am I going to turn around and go, Holy spirit, what would you have me do with this? Yeah. So
0: good. So good. Yeah. I think, I mean, you talked about being digitally native. Like most of the people in young adults are, are digitally native. They don't know yeah. a world without it. And yet it's, it's just a new avenue to get back to the same Place yep. Like, yep. yeah, we're, we're, we're fighting the same battles. We're, 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 we're heading after the same things. We're in pursuit of, of Jesus and, and well, how we're getting there just looks different now than it yeah. used to. Like, I always think like people are, will always be like, well, I went off to college and, you know, it's really hard. And I'm like, well, it probably was really hard to go off to college in the seventies too, like before, like, and now you have all that's different now is now you have the option to engage with something digitally. Like the life circumstance hasn't changed, but what is available to you is completely different. And that's one of the things that we talk about all the time is I think we're probably less connected than we've ever been while simultaneously having the availability to be more connected than we've ever been. Yep. Like people are like, I feel lonely. And it's like, man, you're a text away. And so it's finding that, that middle ground of understanding that like, no, like the relationships that our heart yearns for probably can't happen fully, like a hundred percent it's fractured until you're like face to face and doing the thing. But that doesn't mean that you don't try at all. And so what I love about digital discipleship is it kind of takes away the excuse of like, well, I was away from what I knew in my home church or whatever. It's like, man, there's so many things available to you. It is like, but you get to decide whether or not you're going to engage with those things. We could record a million podcasts. We could be crushing and being the most like highly creative. But if people don't actually do anything with them, then people aren't actually being discipled. But we can't, I cannot tell you that you're just being discipled. I can't be like, you're going to be discipled. You have to decide yes. in that way. Jesus said, come follow me. Right.
1: Then they had to decide to follow him. Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's like, that's what it gets me excited about all of this is because it comes back to what we started with is what is forming you. Mm-hmm. And and re- realistically, throughout my day, there are things that are forming me and I'm going to use digital things to form me, to form my thinking, to form my worldview, to form my perspective to form my affections for other people for my wife for my kids for for Jesus for others there's there's so many things that are, that are that are forming us yeah and so that's where it's like you know you some might you know say well why are we we should just get rid of all the digital stuff let's go super simple and analog guess what all that stuff is still just a formational tool Right. you know like you look back at like the new testament paul peter the the apostles they got incarcerated they're in jail and there's churches that they're trying to encourage and pastors. So what do they do? They leverage the technology of their day while they cannot be in the same space and go, Hey, I'm going to write you a letter. <laughs> that's technology. <laughs> so good, yeah. now, Absolutely. now it feels like oh, that's not tech. That's old school. No, it was a pen and a paper. And it's like, th- when, when that was invented for people to write down and have a scribe and dictate my thoughts to you and you write them down and take it, it's like, yeah, this is amazing. And we've got a system where somebody can deliver my thoughts and my words to you. Like, Thank you for this encouragement. And so they leverage the technology of their day to encourage, challenge, and disciple a community. We're doing the same thing. So why not? Why not leverage podcasts, audiobooks, mm, blogs, come on, yeah. the, the website? Why not use those things to go, I'm going to let that intersect my day in a positive. Like I, I think about social media, which to me is 99% of the time a dumpster fire <laughs> of stress, anxiety, <laughs> trolls, you name it. But to me, it's why wouldn't the church go? That is a dark place. We're going in. Yeah, we're going to insert hope. We're going to insert life. We're going to insert people. We're going to call people. We're going to invite. It's the same thing Jesus said. We're going to invite you into a new way to be human. And so, in all of these things, we get to choose. You know, am I going to listen to podcasts that that encourage and challenge me? Yeah, that's 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 part of it. I'm also going to listen to podcasts that make me laugh because mm-hmm. so much of my life is often serious and heavy. So what do I do? I do things that like create laughter and joy mm-hmm. because all good things come from the giver of good gifts. Who is who? Jesus. It's God. Yeah. Like he's, he's behind it. And so, um, the digital part of our lives is not going to go away. Mm-hmm. We are in a digital world. It's this hybrid world of in-person, like I texted people already today. That's a digital interaction. Like yeah. you said, people are a text away. And even then there's a couple friends, really close friends I have that don't live in the same city as me. Yeah. I feel like, so filled up after I have a conversation with him. I'll FaceTime call him and I get off the phone. I go, oh man, that was good for me. That connection, that life, that conversation to feel known and seen by this friend I've had for years. And that, yeah, it's not face-to-face, but it's so life-giving still. And so sometimes we knock it because it's not perfect, but at the same time, it is pervasive in every part of our lives. And so why not leverage it? Yeah. Instead of, you know, it's the classic sacred and secular where, you know, we, we get lost in this world of fighting, well, is it's not Christian, Christian music, well, guess what? A G chord is not, a now I'm on a whole rant, sorry. <laughs> I was like, if we're going to get into sacred <laughs> and secular, yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. be here for another hour well, just like... Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what we've kind of done with the digital realm. That's what COVID did to us, yeah. is we made digital to be non-spiritual. Mm. And I just don't think that's true because no. it's a part of our lives. And so everything in our lives... And, and I think I think Nate's talked about this before. It's been a while, and I've heard this, uh, you know, from other pastors and leaders. But but like the Hebrew culture didn't even have a word for our word spiritual. Everything, everything, they, yes, yes, everything is a spiritual expression. And so in that, we have a tendency in Western culture to to talk about how are you doing emotionally, physically, spiritually. Well, guess what, like. The other two actually dictate how you're doing. Like, it's all connected. We're embodied human beings that are so, so much of it is just, it's all the same. And Mm -hmm. so we can get dualistic in our thinking to go, well, this part of my life is this, and this part of my life is this, and then here's my spiritual portion. But full circle in our conversation is no, that we don't get to do that. God Mm -hmm. didn't create us Mm -hmm. as matter and then spiritual. Spirit, and then all these things. No, he, he created a body that holds it all. My yeah. spiritual side of me doesn't exist without my brain, mm-hmm. without my hands, without my feet, without this physical part of me. And right now, part of that physical part is digital interaction. Yeah. And so what is that doing to me? Mm-hmm. And what can I be doing? And then the final thing I'll say is too, is like, I think for young adults, something I would challenge too, is this idea that when it comes to consuming and, and engaging is there's one more step in that, in that spectrum There'd be consumption, there'd be engaging, and then there's creating. Mm. And that's on the other, that's on the other end. And sometimes it's like if we only eat food all day long and we never create or spend that energy, we're gonna feel pretty gross. Yeah. And then you do that for a few weeks, well, you're probably gonna gain weight mm-hmm. and you're gonna probably feel pretty grosser. And you might even get used to it. You mm-hmm. might get comfortable with that but god created us to partner with him in this creation creative process in this mm. creation in this and there's another word in there that we use to talking about playing and it's recreate. And so when we don't when we don't put this stuff into action i think we get like for lack of a better term spiritually constipated a little bit and to you know that there's not the word for spiritual but whatever yeah where if we're not putting this stuff into motion we're we've we're just pent up there's a mm-hmm. lot of pent up energy that needs to be spent. And so I've noticed in my life when I don't worship, when I don't pick up my guitar and write something, when I don't journal, when I don't, when I don't create and partner with God in that recreation process. And me, I, I'm a musician. Um, I like to to write things. And, and, and so, but when I don't do that, I notice it damages right. me because all I'm doing is consuming. Mm-hmm. And in the same way of when we only consume food and we never spend that energy, we don't, we don't, Exercise and and move around—it's not good for us. That that applies in other areas of our life too. So you can consume, and so there's that's there's a good part. Like consumption is not pure evil. We can engage. We can be part of the process. But I think we're all supposed to create. And there's a lot of different things you can attach to that word. That could be create community. That could be create a song. That could be create encouragement. That could be create an environment. That could be so many. So many things, depending on who you are, and that's the beauty of what God's invited us into is mm-hmm. we get to create along with him. And sometimes the, that create is recreate. You're taking something else and you're playing. And yeah. You're going, sweet. I mean, that's part of the Sabbath. Anyhow, so I think in, in in part of the process too, I just wanted to insert that little note is as young adults to find ways to create, because that's good for your yeah. soul. That's good for what God has invited you into. To so go, be a part of something yeah. where you're invested, you're you're part of designing and, and doing something and that's gonna look different for everybody. But that's yeah. that's part of the equation. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's so good. That's so good. I wanna land the plane here yep. and do something practical. Um obviously Fitch Chapel creates, curates a ton of online content that people can engage with. I like to think that young adults, uh, as an arm of Faith Chapel, also does the same thing. If you're listening to this podcast, thanks for engaging with it. But what we both understand is that there's great things all over the place. So I just want like one or two things, like maybe one or two podcasts that, or digital <laughs> discipleship yeah. tools, yeah, whatever. That you would just say, "Hey, this is really helpful for me. I listen to this regularly, or I engage with this regularly," and and point young adults towards that.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's actually one that I I've only listened to the trailer for it, but John Mark Comer, just, and I'm going to pull out my phone. Um, as I say it, just so I don't, and you're just going
0: to play the audio and we're going to get copyright it. infringement all over this. <laughs> uh,
1: yep. You got it. Um, John Mark Comer is a, is a, a pastor that I've, uh, been a, been a fan of over the last couple of years. Um, but he just, his church and his ministry just released something called, um, practicing the way, um, the rule of life. And the trailer is just talking about how do we step into these spiritual disciplines that for centuries have helped form people to look like Jesus. And so I'm really excited for that one because I think that's going to help us understand. They're going to focus on nine spiritual disciplines or practices, um, Sabbath, hospitality, fasting, like these, these beautiful, beautiful things, silence and solitude. All those, um, and so that's uh, Rule of Life. I believe is the name of the the podcast show, okay. and it's got nine circles on it, and it's like a shade of blue. That's how you know you found the right one. <laughs>
0: that's a really good description. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for doing that. Yeah,
1: you bet. Um, you know, there's there's a couple apps that I think are actually super phenomenal mm-hmm. when it comes to um, helping you follow Jesus. One is called the Pause app, mm-hmm. um, and it's released by John Eldridge and his team. Um, and it's these spiritual meditations that, man, when I'm dealing with anxiety, there's these prayers and these different lengths. And um, I think we're all going to deal with anxiety in different ways of our life. And so I-, I love the recentering that it does for me to realign myself with scripture and with who God is. And so I love the Pause App. Um, and then there's a couple, you know, there's the YouVersion Bible app, which has like studies and different things like that. That's been so good for so many. There's another one that has some great studies that is a little bit lesser known called Word Go mm-hmm. um, that has some great, great resources on it. Um, and so I found those really helpful. And then here's here's one that, um, you know, we're trying to do our best. And so I'm obviously going to say, hey, try things out. And if you don't, if there's something that we can do better or something you engage with, you're like, ah, that was clunky, or it was bad. Like, even just being like, that your website sucks. Like, <laughs> like, tell us. Like, I'd yeah. love to know. But like, we've got like we did this whole study a couple of years ago called practice is all about mm. these spiritual disciplines. And so if you go to faithchapel.cc slash practices, there's some great resources. Their website probably needs to be updated, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but but here's here's a tip that um Pete Scazzaro in his in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality talks about creating, I think it's called like the daily office is the, is the phrase. And this is not an, it's not an app, but it's using your phone in a way that helps you follow Jesus. And so like the, the way I set up the scriptures is they're reminders in my phone every single day. So it's not like, oh, I gotta go look it up. It's, I open my reminders app on my phone and there they are. Mm -hmm. And then I check them off. And then tomorrow morning when I wake up, there they are again. Yeah. And that for me is like, that's my choice is to go, it's not an app. I'm doing a little bit of work to create that, but that's a way to leverage technology even for me personally to go, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, And so that's, that's mostly would be, would be uh, some of the things that I do, but yeah, man, those, those podcasts. there's a couple others out there that are really good. So if you, if you want some more, I won't inundate you with a bunch of the pods that I listen to, but um, there's a bunch of good stuff out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Jordan, thank you so much Absolutely. for taking the time to have the conversation. I, I love this is that this is just like, we just got to have a conversation that we usually just have yep. Yeah. and we just recorded it. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and so, and and I think that that's like one of the most amazing things about being a follower of Jesus is that we're a community of yep. people who are just trying to look like Jesus. Right. And sometimes it's nice to hear other people talk about yep. it. And sometimes it's nice to engage with the conversation in person. And, yeah. and so uh, thanks for taking your valuable time to do this. So. My honor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.